0: This is Allie Henney, and you're listening to Combing the Roots, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. It's above me now. Keep listening to find out why. Hey, everyone. I am so excited that you are listening to Coming the Roots. I am just over the moon excited that so many of you have chosen to, to subscribe, that you've chosen to rate my podcast, that you've chosen to even leave a review for my podcast, that there are people out here who are listening to this podcast faithfully every week. I've gotten so much just wonderful feedback, both from reviews. I've gotten people who have left me messages on Twitter. I've gotten all sorts of feedback about this podcast that has been overwhelmingly positive. And I don't really know what to do with myself. Never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that anybody would listen to a podcast... On something that I had to say, let alone that this podcast would chart on the religion and spirituality and the Christianity charts on iTunes. I'm just, I'm blown away. It's absolutely phenomenal. There's nothing that I can, no words that I can really even put into it to describe it. But all of this is because of you, because of my wonderful, precious listeners who you've been out here and you have been listening to every word that I say. You've been downloading this podcast every other week. You've been you've been sharing it with your friends. You've been sharing it in your Facebook groups. You've been tweeting it on Twitter. You've been talking about it on Instagram. I am, I'm just, I'm blown away. And like I said, I just, I can't put it into words, but I'm so happy that you guys are are listening. Honestly, I thought that whenever I started this podcast that maybe I would have 10 listeners, that maybe my mom would listen to an episode or two. And then maybe some of my close friends would listen to an episode or two. And then maybe some people out there who really rock with me, who, who follow my page, who uh, follow me on Instagram, who follow me on Twitter, or maybe just kind of know me in real life. I figured like a few of y'all would be out here and would rock with me for a few episodes. But we've been out here for six whole episodes. We've been out here for really like a whole season for the last 12 weeks, six episodes, but over, but over 12 weeks, you guys have been here, you've been listening, you've been faithful. And so I just want to, to give you guys like some big ups because it's, it's huge. It's phenomenal. But sadly, this is the last episode of this season. So this season draws to a close. The season one of, of Combing the Roots with Ali Henny draws to a close. We kind of feel sad about that, but The good news is that I'll be back for a second season, and as far as I know, my second season should start sometime during the fall, but maybe I'll be able to convince some people that maybe I should make a few appearances on the podcast circuit uh, this summer. And so maybe I'll be able to hit you with a few kind of bonus episodes, kind of bonus off season episodes. We'll just have to see what happens because I also have school and have a family and have life and have all this other stuff. So we'll see what happens as far as coming the Roots goes this summer, but definitely I'll be back this fall and I'm excited. So now I want to take a little bit of time to share some of my reviews that, I, that I've gotten. You, I've, I've raved about how much you guys have helped support me, so I want to share some of that support. So as of this recording, I have 168 views, or not views, sorry, ratings and reviews on iTunes. So that's given me a 5 out of 5 star rating. Even though I have a 5 star rating, there definitely are some 4 star reviews, so that's cool, and a few 3 star reviews. No two-star reviews. And then there are quite a few one-star reviews. Um, It looks like there's probably more one-star reviews and there are um, four-star reviews and three-star reviews combined. And that's okay because you know what? Not everything is for everybody. So I'm going to start out actually by reading one of these one-star reviews. I figure, you know, let's get the bad news out of the way. So I'm not going to name the person who gave this review, but I will read the review because I'm okay with constructive criticism. So this review says, examples, please. I would love to know What, how this racism is manifesting itself? I'm genuinely interested in knowing. Please give us some examples so that we can understand as white people. I'm asking genuinely. So, yeah, so what I hear here is that I need to give more examples. So, I want to start out by saying that first of all, you know what, that's probably a valid criticism. I probably could do a little bit more to give some more concrete examples. But what, what I will say about that, because I think that, that maybe what this review misses here is that the audience is black women. So that's who I'm speaking to. Now, of course, there are white people here who are learning and who listen to my podcast to learn. And I can't, you know, stop people from listening to my podcast. My podcast is for is for everybody. Any person can listen to it. And I hope that anybody does listen to it, that any and everyone does listen to it. But the audience, the people who I'm talking to specifically are Black women. And so, yes, there are going to be times whenever I'm talking about things and it's coded for Black people. And maybe I'm not giving examples because the assumption is that Black people, specifically Black women, already have had these experiences and so I don't really need to give a whole lot of examples and maybe even don't really need to get into a whole lot of excruciating detail because it could be triggering and then there's also the the element of you know I'm a person that has a life and people I'm a minister and so there there are people in congregations in which I've served who have done things and so sometimes I try to give examples in kind of a veiled way because I don't want to have to deal with the backlash the fragility that comes with that and actually that's I'm going to get into that a little bit in in Uh, this episode, just a little bit. But that's something that I also think about. And it's not really about like placating white people's feelings. It's not really um, about like, oh, I don't want to hurt some white person's feelings. It's more of kind of an act of self-care. Honestly, it's more of an act of I don't want to give an example that might be too specific that then I get people in my inbox know like like, like, oh are you talking about me? That's assuming that people that would have an issue would actually be listening to my podcast. I don't really know, but I I just kind of what it's it's whatever. And so that could be some of that too. And so you know I, I receive that criticism because I say I can see where there are times maybe where I am vague, but I also want to point out that this podcast doesn't exist for white people to learn, and so. I understand that y'all are learning from that and and we'll hear that in some of the other reviews that I'll share. And so I'm glad that that is something that's happening and that y'all are learning and that y'all are getting something out of it. But also, um... I'm not here to be an object for people to learn from. And so I hope that, that what you get out of it, that that you that my congenial personality and the things that I have to say, that it will uplift, that it will help you to dismantle the racism in your own heart and life, that it will educate you in, in some way or measure. But at the end of the day, I'm not really here trying to educate White people about racism I'm here talking about our shared common experiences with black people and hoping to kind of uplift us and hopefully kind of get down to the root on this contentious issue. so it's kind of a weird space that that this that this podcast inhabits because I'm talking to a black audience, but also I realize that I have a white audience and that y'all are listening, and I want you guys to to understand and to get this stuff and so I see well you know i I can receive that that maybe it would be helpful to Everyone to maybe give some more concrete examples. So we'll see. Maybe maybe I will work to do better on on that. We'll just have to see kind of how how it comes out in the wash. So the next review that I have is a five star review, and it is from. It looks like it says Cat D Sanford, and I'm sorry if I butchered people's names on this because I don't guarantee that I that that my skills here to be able to read um, names off of iTunes reviews is really like that that spectacular. But this review says so good. After hearing Allie on Pass the Mic talking about anti-racism, I knew she was someone I wanted to walk alongside and journey with. As a white educator whose heart is for social justice and creating change within the system, this podcast gives me a great perspective, a battle cry, and a place to learn. Thank you so much for your heart and passion, Allie. Well, thank you so much, Kat D. Sanford, for this wonderful review. Um, I hope that as an educator, that you are able to take the things that you hear on this podcast, that you learn from this podcast, some of the conversations that, that I have on this podcast. I say conversation, like I'm just talking to myself. So I guess like some of my monologues about race. I hope that you're able to find some things from that that you're able to incorporate in your classroom and you are hopefully are able to make your classroom a more equitable space for all students, not just students of of color but students who come from all sorts of different backgrounds, students that, that have all sorts of of, of, different, of different issues. students who come from a, a wide variety of, of marginalized groups. And so I hope that you will take some of the concepts that you learn here and you'll be able to apply them. So now I have another group uh, another review here rather that says love it. Always great five-star review. I, I like that. Succinct. So then Keith Fair says here, uh, the title of the, of the review is podcast. And it says, great podcast. Thank you, Keith. I love whenever people are just simple and to the point. Great podcast. Thank you so much. That was a five-star review. That's really awesome. So then there is somebody here whose name is Goatfeeder. I'm assuming that that is a pseudonym. And it says, Allie tells it like it is. Truth. I'm sure there's probably more to this review, but I see an ellipsis. And so it probably had a, a longer title, but that's okay. It had probably had a longer title that got cut off a little bit, but that's all right. And so this review says, I've really come to look forward to Allie's posts on Facebook and now here because I know they're going to address the current events of the culture from a different lens that I than I have used my entire life. It's so good to get a fresh pair of glasses to really help me to see. I appreciate that also Allie comes from a place of love. Sometimes love needs to say hard things. So I pray we all listen with the intent that she has given which is to make the world a better place. So thank you so much goat feeder. I'm glad that you are able to to see something in this podcast that uplifts you and that helps you to want to make the world a better place. So, someone else said, Great podcast. I enjoyed your authenticity and excited to hear more. Someone whose name is Measy Peasy says, I'm assuming that that is also a pseudonym, said, Thankful for this. Thank you, Allie. I need more witness podcasts and I'm so glad you have started yours. So yes, thank you so much. There, there are so many more reviews. I could sit here and say there, there are so many great reviews here. And I'm sorry that I've not gotten to, to read all of them. I wish I could get to, to more of them. But I think that it's probably good to stop here because I don't really need to like sit and pat myself on the back. And you're not really hearing, you didn't really tune in to hear me pat myself on the back and to give Academy Awards speeches. You're here to know why it's above me now. So I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. Stay tuned. Okay, y'all, so it's above me now it is above me now. So first of all, let me give you a little bit of context. First of all, I guess for posterity, just in case you're listening to this, I don't know, in like the year 2020 or year 2022 or something like that, you're like, what on earth is she talking about? It's above me now. So there's this piece of uh, kind of viral internet ephemera that has that has taken place in the last week or so where there was a man who was working the counter at a, at a, um, about said restaurant. That's not what I'm trying to say. At a hotel. He was where he was a receptionist or whatever that's called. A concierge. I'm not sure what what they call the person. I was gonna say Major D, but that's a restaurant. Anyway, he was the person that you go to check into a hotel with. And there's a black man. And there's a video of him that that's going around the internet right now where he's recorded on his cell phone video. And he's talking to some people who presumably are white. And he's going off about how these people, how how this white woman was on the phone with him and called him an effing N-word and called him that I guess, repeatedly, or at least he said it repeatedly in the video. And so whenever this woman shows up to uh, get her reservation, he basically wasn't going to honor her reservation because he she, she was really mean to him on the phone. And so whenever she comes to check in, he's just like, well, sorry, like, I'm not like, you don't get to check in here. You said like you said what you said on the phone. I, like you, you don't get to do this. The best Westerns next door. That's another one of those things that that, that kind of came out of this video. So he's telling you, you know what the best Westerns next. Door, you can't stay at this, you can't stay at this, at this hotel. And so apparently he had already told his manager already told whomever it was that was an authority over him that this, that, that about this issue. And so this woman wasn't going to be able to stay. So this woman, she's, she, this this woman, you know, she's, she's pleading and crying, even though she had used the N-word, even though she had called this man an N-word, not to his face, but to his ear on the phone. And she had, and she had cursed him whatever. She starts, she brings out the white woman tears and starts crying about how her mother has died and how she needed this hotel room. And so then there's another woman there, I presumably who's her daughter, who's like, you know, please like help us, whatever. And the man says, it's above me now. And so he keep, so he just keeps saying, you know, it's above me now. That like the situation is above me now. You, you said what you said. And so it's above me now. And so I've, this, this has become my mantra here in the last couple of weeks. The reason why it's become my mantra here in the last few weeks is, and it's not even, it's been in the last few weeks that I've that I've heard this has been, I think that this that this meme is probably this viral video is probably about a week or two old. So however long it's been since this video has come out, it, it'll be longer whenever whenever you hear it. But as of this recording, it's become my thing. Because I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Since about March, since about the end of March, my life has just been it's been a lot. <laughs> there's been a lot going on in my life. First of all, the way I'm living my life, kind of what, what I would call a quarter to quarter. So I live and die by my school schedule and I go, to, I go to school year round. My quarters at school are 10 weeks long of, of instruction. And then there's a week that is for finals week. And then between some of the, some of the quarters, I get a week or maybe two off depending on depending on what time of year it is. But anyway, I live my life in this in this context of 10 of, of week period to 10 week period. And so this past like 11 or 12 weeks has really just taken a toll. It's been uh, it's been thing after thing after thing. So there's been some really great things that have happened in this time. I've had an opportunity to to gather with some friends that I haven't that I that I hadn't seen in a couple of months, and I was able to to go and and to hang out with some with some of my friends in Chicago, and so that was a good good time. That was honestly probably the highlight of this whole quarter, unless there's something else that I'm that I'm thinking that I'm not thinking of right now, and so I, I hate that if I'm if I'm not thinking of something that was really important that happened, then that like I said that I'm sorry, but that was something that was that was big for me, and I got to I got to uh, and of course you know, recording this podcast, having this podcast come out, because actually I had recorded a lot of the episodes um, last quarter. And so uh, several of the episodes were, were already pre-recorded and we released them. And so having the podcast come out and having your response to the podcast, that's been something that has been, that has been just absolutely tremendous. I've loved that. It's been, it's been great. But this 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 uh, quarter has also, these last like 10 weeks or so, has also been full of foolery. There's been so many things that have happened. And I'm going to try to talk about these things in a way that I don't give too much detail and don't get over much and in, in overburdensome into some of the details of it. But I've had to deal with with so much racism I've had to deal with so much racism that it's like I, I can't even remember like everything that I've had to deal with but it's but but there was a period where there was literally like one thing a week happening and so like there was it was literally like there was some there were some things that had popped off at my daughter's at my at my oldest daughter's school that that were that were racial issues and and I'm still having to deal with those like I'm still like it's been it's been weeks but I'm still having to to deal with some of those with some of those issues. There's been things that have that have popped off just in my personal life. There's things that have been pop that have popped off in 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 my church. There's been some di- there's been some different things that have happened. And some things I've had to deal with with people. And I've had I've, I've had to deal with white fragility fits. I've had to deal with people popping off coming into my inbox, and, and, and sliding into my DMs and popping off on me. And that has taken a toll. I've had to deal with there's there was a situation that that happened um, at the end of March where I was going into a business. I I was going into an establishment. I had an appointment at this establishment and I had walked in and long story short, I had had an encounter with a white woman that had left me feeling some type of way. And And then in the meeting, in the appointment that I had, on top of that, there were some other things that happened within it that made left me feeling some type of way and so it basically with the, the incident with the white woman I was uh, basically I was black me was on the wrong side of town and had showed up in the in the wrong capacity in the wrong in the wrong I wasn't I wasn't wrong but I was just I guess I showed up out of context for this woman and I startled her and she acted like she was like surprised and terrified to see me there's way more to it than that but it was super it was super microaggressive and it really like left me thinking and questioning myself and like did I did I really see what I saw did I really see the fear on this woman's face did I really did she really not know how to handle my presence there whenever I had an appointment that she was she was like a receptionist and so she was aware that that somebody was coming in at the time that it came in and it was just something that it left me thinking a lot and second-guessing myself a lot and so then going into the appointment and dealing with it with the person and the appointment and experiencing several microaggressions you know and microaggression after microaggression after microaggression in this appointment um it was just like i i was i just kind of was left with a, with a really bad taste in my mouth and so i don't say this like oh my gosh i was so i was so traumatized and it was just so whatever it's just like the normal everyday stuff of life i guess in in some ways and so i just but but it was difficult and the difficulty of it wasn't necessarily what happened but the difficulty was then afterward thinking about it and thinking did i really see what i saw and even kind of going through this whole thing of like if i if i shared what happened with people would they Believe me, that I saw what I saw. Do I even believe myself? What, what, am I am I being over? Am I being oversensitive? So there, so there was that, and there were some things. I, because once again, I'm, I'm speaking in very broad terms here because I really don't want to unpack all the details because the details of the situation doesn't matter. But what does matter is that I walked away feeling some type of walked away feeling some type of way, and walked away really questioning myself and really really questioning a lot of things that that I that I had thought. And so it was just it just was not a good scene. And like I like I had mentioned, you know, I had had and so that that happened, I think, like right on the heels of this other incident where where I just where somebody just told me what they what they thought of me and that's cool. And, you know, it's, I, I'm glad that, that they were able um, to get whatever it was, because it seemed like that they had had some stuff on their chest for a long time. And so I'm happy that they were able to get um, what it was off their chest, but definitely, you know, it it definitely was a thing. And it definitely, it definitely, um, it definitely kind of left me, left me feeling some type of way. And once again, you know, I'm speaking vaguely here and I don't mean to kind of like be on my podcast and vague booking about it, but I'm, but I'm reaching a point here. So I have the stuff at my daughter's school. I have, you know, people sliding into my DM and going off I have um, kind of some different microaggressive uh, situations happening at, at, at that at that appointment um, you know I I um, had the opportunity to, to travel a few times um, during this quarter and so there there were several times kind of at you know whenever at, at some of the things that, that I was that I was doing where I experienced all kinds of just just weirdness just just racial weirdness and stuff in in, in that respect and nothing there was never a point where I felt like my life was in danger I, I, I wanted to be clear about that, that it was never like, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to be lynched? Or is somebody going to call me the n-word? It was never that kind of stuff. But it was just the type of things that was that either it was super microaggressive, or even just not even microaggressive. In some cases, it was just just actual aggressive, like being like, like bullying type, uh, racial bullying type behaviors. Um, even that that type of thing that I that I experienced. And it just really left me feeling depleted, and there's so many other things and, and a lot of this, I have tried to kind of lock in a drawer in my mind and just not think about them but and, and not and not think about it. Those are the things that that I'm able to to come that that I've, that I've been able to kind of recall right now, but I mean, it was literally weekly I like I'm like it was weekly, sometimes multiple times a week, but it was weekly for oh gosh i i would say probably about five weeks and so so one thing happening for about five weeks. And so then that's not to mention that so there were things that happened. So so there was one incident that happened, that then I had to have like a series of three meetings about with with some other people to, to talk through what had what had happened. And so then there's the so there's, you know, having meetings with people to kind of talk about what had happened and to kind of unpack some different things and kind of figure out some solutions. Um, I, so then there's, there's another thing that, that I had to have a couple of meetings about. So there's, Just all these, so there's just all of these things where it's where it's having things that that happened, and in some in some ways, like it happened and it felt kind of. there there's one incident in particular that that it was kind of it was fairly traumatic if I'm if I'm honest with myself about it. But where I'm having to then unpack. This these things that have happened and these racial slights and these offenses and all these different things that have that have happened and so then I've also because it just feels like my life because that's ministry we got to have meetings about stuff so then I've been in, in meetings and stuff um, at my school about about some things that that are, that are going on at my school and so I've been in meetings about that and have been talking about things about that and so being in these positions where I'm having to unpack things for people. Where I'm having to discuss things with white people and show them how what happened was a problem, and so then in doing that, I'm 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 sharing my trauma, and even in some ways, like kind of kind of like bringing all of that back. and And I know that some people are like, "Oh, trauma is it really trauma?" you can, you can, whatever word you want to use for that. For me, it was traumatic. I'm just going to name my experience. Maybe you don't think, because, because once again, I'm not out here like, you know, putting out all my business. Um, but, but you can make a judgment on whether you think my experiences were traumatic or not. But for me, um, whatever it, it, it just, it just, it just is Whenever whenever it's robbing me of my sleep whenever, um, I don't have an appetite because stuff, because stuff has happened whenever I am, you know, really, really angry, go between being really, really angry and, and crying. Um, I kind of feel like that that's, that that's trauma and that's a trauma response, but whatever. And so I just, so I'm having to then unpack this for people repeatedly and 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 share repeatedly why why the thing that's a problem is a thing, and generally having to do this for for white people and and say or or, or doing this uh, for for white institutions even even if it if it even if it necessarily wasn't all white people in the room having to do this in the context of white institutions and having to unpack my pain and having to to say this is why this person did this and they said this. And this is why it's a problem. And this is what it caused me to feel. And this is and this is how this is the implication of what they did. And this is and this is how this this organization or this institution or whatever has not supported me fully has not has created this perfect storm for these things to happen. And so it's just been it's just been a whole thing. And like I said, as like, I feel like I'm vague book, vague booking, I'm really like not trying to vague cast right now. Like I'm really not trying to be I'm really not trying to just be like, Oh, it's just talking general terms. But the reason the point that I'm coming to is that I have had to come to the point where I'm just like, it's above me now, all these things that have happened are above me now. that first of all, I put my faith in Jesus that that Jesus is gonna take care of all these situations. There's still some stuff like like y'all stuff is still rolling. Stuff is still trucking along, but I' just trust in Jesus that you know what, and I'm just saying it's above me now, but I would be lying if I didn't say that it hasn't been difficult and that it hasn't been, that it hasn't been a thing. And so in this next segment, I wanna talk about that. And I'm gonna talk about what I, I vague booked or whatever about about my life, um, vague casted, I guess, since I'm not on Facebook, but I've kind of have, have talked maybe in the vague about some things that have happened to me. But I wanna talk about like what these types of things mean, mean for you and what it means for it to be above you. the last segment I shared, admittedly quite vaguely, about some things that I've been going through in the last several weeks. And so now I want to bring this back home for you guys. I want to bring it back home for, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, because I think that maybe even though I've, I've spoken kind of in in very vague kind of general kind of elusive terms about some of my experiences, I feel like that some of y'all have probably had the similar experience of living through periods of time where people just don't want to act right. And they just don't want to do the right things. And it's constantly compounding on you. That's what I have felt for this for this last quarter, for these last like 10, 12 weeks. That's what I felt is that it felt that it's felt like that one thing happens and then something else will happen and it's just a chain reaction. It's a snowball effect. And it's like I'm just trying to keep my head above water because I, you know, all the things that I kind of vaguely talked about in the last segment, I'm doing all that stuff plus trying to go to school. So I'm, so I am having meetings after meetings after meetings after meetings with different people at different institutions, with different organizations, et cetera, because of things off of incidents that have happened to me. Not just like I'm out here, whatever, but just off of stuff that's happened to me or that's happened to my kids. And I've been out here having meetings with people. And so then, I'm also having to write papers for school. I'm having to make forum posts for school. I'm having to read for school. I'm having to do all this stuff for school. And so glory be to God that this semester or this quarter, rather, I came out with straight A's. That ain't nothing but God. And if you're not a believer in in God, if you're not a believer in Jesus, then that's that's all right. It's but, but I'm saying I'm sharing my testimony here and I'm just saying like it was it was the Lord who helped me through this because I should not have done as well in school as I did with all of the stuff that was coming up on me, plus just all the other responsibilities I had. I was in my internship for, for school and so I had church responsibility I had responsibilities at the church that I was interning at. I had different different commitments and different things that that I had to participate in, things that I had committed to long ago, and they they all kind of hit it, they all kind of hit like like April May, and so I had things I had committed to that I still had to do and I had all this stuff going on plus having to fight racism, and so that like i there's one point where I was talking to some of my friends and I was just like, look, y'all, I am paying the black tax like hard. I'm paying this black tax like, like, like hard. I, I just, I really need y'all to lift me, to lift me up right now because it's, it's bad. Like, I, like, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping. I've got to do, I'm, I'm getting up early because I've got to do all this work, but I also need to sleep. So I'm falling asleep while I'm trying to do my work. I'm falling asleep while I'm trying to write for my, for my Facebook page. I'm, I'm taking care of my kids. I'm writing stuff for school. It's just a whole entire thing. But I was able to make it through. I was able to make it through it. And what I realized is that is that in the midst of all this, that I just have to say, you know what? It's above me now. That I can't control how people are gonna act. I can't control their actions. I can't, I can't stop people from doing the things that they're gonna do. But what I can do is just what what I can do is is somehow try to transcend it and by transcend it i don't mean that like i just act like it's not happening because sometimes i feel like that people just act like i think i feel like that's like some of the root of the sunken place is that people just get like to where that like maybe there's there's been so much racial trauma that they're just like you know what it just doesn't exist anymore because it's a lot easier to exist without acknowledging the existence of racism i think that that for some people that's how their sunken place is set up and so for me you know yeah it could be really easy to just kind of ignore and just kind of be like, oh, it's going to be okay. But I want to bring this back to y'all because I think that that my experience, hopefully, um, but that, that what I've that what I've had to, to to suffer through for these for these last several weeks, is able to benefit y'all. What I realized, like I said, is that there's a point when you, when you just have to let go, and you just have to you just have to let go. You're not gonna milk and squeeze the racism out of every single person, out of every situation, out of every single thing. And so for me, something that has been so important has been self-care. It's been the battles that I've had to fight, like I've had I've had to fight them, like they've been things. Like there's one point where I was just I was just so upset because there was something that had happened in my daughter's school. And I was just so upset that I'm like, I like I'm doing everything that I'm doing for this child for and to help her. Yet I yet I don't even feel like that I have. Have the strength to even fight for her. And I felt, I felt so guilty about that. And what I realized ultimately is that, you know, what, white people are going to be racist. White people are going to do things that are difficult and they're going to do things that, that make us, they're, they're going to do things that, 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 that hurt and that, and that harm. And, and, you know, that's not every single person, every single time and all, all the time forever and always, but it's enough to make an observation, it's enough to say that this is something inevitable that's going to happen. And whenever the onslaught hits, and hopefully you never have to deal with it all hitting all at once like it did with me, but inevitably, if you are somebody who exists in any shape or form around white people, you're gonna have to deal with racism. You're gonna have to deal with fragility. You're gonna have to deal with all these different types of things that come up in learning how to coexist with people. And so one of the best things that I learned during this time was to protect my peace, was to take care of myself and was to protect my peace. And so I went to the mat and I went to battle for the things that I needed to go to the mat for and needed to go to the battle go to battle for because it it was something that was a matter of quality of life, both for myself and for my children. And so I did that. But you know, there, there, were prob- there were a half dozen other things that were happening that I could have given attention to and that I could have talked about and that I could have gotten in on that I just had to step back and say, you know what, I'm not going to get involved with that. So for it being above you or for it being above me, is recognizing I just have to take care of myself. I just have to protect protect my peace. It's above me now. The other aspect of it too is along with along with self care and along with protecting your peace is choosing your battles. And and I said this I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but it's it's picking the battles that are the most worthy of fighting and what's going to net the most um, that, that, that's going to give that's going to net the most gain and the most benefit. So don't be out here on, on Oprah Winfrey's internet arguing with people about racism. Now, don't get me wrong, the, the internet, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, is all a very valuable tool. And it is a place where you can educate people. And I believe 100% that it is a place where you can sway people. Half of y'all wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Most of y'all wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't for the internet. So I think that people who are like, oh, well, the internet is just not really the place. They don't know the tools that that's in their hands. The internet is, is the place. But at the same time, whenever you're dealing with stuff in your real life, or even if the internet is like the source of it, if it's like some of these people out here that... That that they're just they're 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 out here in and they're and they're real people and they actually exist. I mean I, I think for the most part I don't think that that every person who who is uh, racist on the internet is a Russian troll. But for the most part it is it's real people out there. But if they're not affecting your day to day life if they're not in your day to day life. Don't protect your peace by being by by being off the internet and just saying, you know what, I'm not going to deal with with this person who's in my mentions right now. I'm not going to deal with this person who is in my inbox. Like if it's somebody that you don't, sometimes people that you actually know, and that was the case for me, it was somebody that, that it wasn't somebody that you knew, somebody that actually knew, somebody who was actually in my life in some capacity that I, that I had to deal with. But but don't but don't be out here, you know, with with, with and going back and forth with people. Protect your, protect your peace. Don't, don't be out here going back and forth with people off of something that isn't going to live past today. An argument that isn't going to that isn't going to live past today especially whenever you have other stuff going on now if you have the capacity to do that absolutely it's a worthy cause do it but if you have other stuff that's going on in your life don't add to it by also trying to take on people on the internet because you know what people are going to be wrong on the internet and they're going to stay wrong on the internet and if you t- if you step back for a little bit And you come back, there's still going to be people who are still going to be wrong and are still going to be racist on the internet. So, so protect your peace and choose your battle by not feeding into the 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 tension and stuff that you that you might get from some of these from some of these spaces on the internet. And so, like I said, I think that it is so important that we take care of ourselves. I want us to take care of ourselves. Something that I realized in the midst of of all this trial, if I can if I can call it that. It was a trial, y'all. It was a struggle. I was on the struggle bus for a very long time, for several weeks. I still just feel like that I'm barely coming out of it, but I'm going to be okay. And I don't say this like, oh, you poor me, oh, woe is me. I'm Like, I'm going to be okay. I've known that I'm going to be all right. It's like, like I've, I've known that I'm going to be all right, but it's just a matter of making it through and pressing on and pressing through. And that's what we have to do. Sometimes we just have to, we just have to press on and press through and try. Trust that things are going to be okay, and whenever it's not, say it's, it's above, above me. me now. Above me now. I was on the phone, we said it. it's above me now. It's above me now. Above On the phone, we said it, it's above me now. Combing the Roots is powered by the Witness, a black Christian collective. Special thanks to executive producers Tyler Burns and Bo York. Catch up with what I'm doing on these internet streets by visiting AlleyHenny.com. There you'll be able to connect to my Twitter feed, my Instagram, and my Facebook writers page. I'm your host, Allie Henny. Peace.